Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello, welcome back. This is going to be Isaiah chapter 32. Orson Pratt saw this scripture as applying not only to ancient Israel, but also to the Latter-day Saints who were driven from their homes in the east to the deserts of the Rocky Mountains. Did you see it, Isaiah, as well as the people that live in our day? Did you see a people go into the desert and offer up their uh, thanksgiving and the voice of melody? Did you see that desert and wilderness redeemed from its sterile condition and become like a garden of Eden? Oh yes, says Isaiah, I saw it all, and I left it on record for the benefit of the generation that should live some two or three thousand years after my day. But Isaiah, are we to understand that the people are to be gathered together in that desert and that the gathered people are to be instrumental in the hands of God in redeeming that desert? Yes, Isaiah has told us all this. He, we will go back to what we read in in his 32nd chapter, until the Spirit be poured out upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest, then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. What fruitful field? Why the wilderness that will be converted into a fruitful field? The work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever, and my people shall dwell in peaceable habitations, and in insured dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Was that the way we dwelt in Missouri or Illinois? Did we live in quietness and with assurance continually in those states? Oh, no. We were tossed about, as Isaiah says, tossed to and fro and not comforted. That was the case with Zion while down in the, down in the states. And that was in accordance with the modern revelation in which, speaking of Zion, the Lord says, You shall be persecuted from city to city and from synagogue to synagogue, and but few shall stand to receive their inheritance. But when the time shall come for Zion to go up into the wilderness, things shall be changed, when my people shall dwell in peaceable habitations, in sure dwelling places, and in quietness and assurance. Will they have any capital city when they get up into the mountains, in the, into the mountain desert? Oh yes, Isaiah says here, when it shall hail, coming down on the forest, the city shall be low in a low place. How often have I thought of this since we laid out this great city 28 years ago? How often have this people reflected in their meditations upon the fulfillment of this prophecy? They have seen on this eastern range of mountains and on the range of, of mountains on the west on the, of this valley, snow and storms pelting down with great fury as though winter in all its rigor and ferocity had overtaken the mountain territory. And at the same time, here, low in a low place, was a city organized at the very base of these mountains, enjoying all the blessings of a spring temperature, the blessings of a temperature not sufficient to cut off our vegetation. <clears throat> what a contrast. When it shall hail coming down on the forest, the city shall be low in a low place. That should that could not be Jerusalem. No such contrast in the land of Palestine round about Jerusalem. It had reference to the latter-day Zion, the Zion of the mountains. All right, verses 1 to 8, the results of the reign of Jesus, our king. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, Jesus as the king during the millennium, and princes shall rule in judgment or justice. And a man, Jesus, shall be as an hiding place from the wind, i.e. the king mentioned in verse 1, and a cover from the tempest as rivers of water in a dry place and as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Wind, tempest, dry place, and weary land remind us of our celestial existence on this earth. 
And the eyes of them that see, or seers, shall not be dim. Spiritual shall see and hear. And the ears of them that hear shall hearken, listen to the voice of the Spirit. The heart, the heart also of the rash shall understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers, or missionaries, learning a new language, shall be ready to speak plainly. The vile person shall be no more called liberal or noble, nor the churl, the curl, or the miser shall be to be said to be bountiful, a nobleman or wealthy. For the vile person will speak villainy or obscenity, and his heart will work iniquity to practice hypocrisy, and to utter error against the Lord to make empty the soul of the hungry, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. The instruments also of the churl are evil. He He deviseth wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words, even when the needy speaketh right. Corrupt rulers with avaricious or evil intentions, devise schemes to deceive, using carefully measured or lying words. But the liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. Verses 9 to 20, destruction of the wicked, or destruction for the wicked, peace for the righteous. Rise up, ye women that are at ease. Hear my voice, ye careless daughters, or confident or secure. Give ear unto my speech, those who ignore the warnings of the prophets. Many days and years, a long time, shall ye be troubled, ye careless women, for the vintage shall fall or fail, the gathering shall not come. Despite their ease and comfort, long years of deprivation await them. Tremble, or fear the pending destruction, ye women that are at ease. Be troubled, ye careless ones, strip you of pride, of pride, make you bare, or be humble, and gird sackcloth upon your loins. In other words, repent. They shall lament for the, for the tits, or beat the breast in mourning, for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. Upon the land of my people Israel shall come up thorns and briars, false doctrines, yea, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. Because the palaces shall be forsaken, even the rich will suffer the calamities, the multitude of the city shall be left, or deserted, the forts and towers shall be for dens forever, a joy of wild asses, a pasture of flocks, until the Spirit be poured out, or be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. This is to do with the restoration. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. In other words, the millennial rest, or peace. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, and in sure dwellings, and in quiet resting places, when it shall hail coming down on the forest and the city shall be low in a low place, i.e. the forest and city are probably the proud and the wicked. Blessed are ye that sow beside all waters that send forth thither the feet of the ox and the ass. So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.